Hello, Mike here. When this episode was recorded, we had some unfortunate audio gremlins, and as such, the quality is somewhat lower than normal. What does remain of the audio has hopefully been fixed, but may have some microphone problems from my side of the conversation. With that being said, let's get on with the show. Welcome to Elite Cadre, the Hordes War Machine podcast that really doesn't know what it's doing this week because we've lost people on the way. It's no one here. Where have they all gone? I mean, I just don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's very, it feels very echoey. That's very weird. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Kurt. And, and you no, may notice there's an ominous silence after No one else. Yes. I mean, honestly, you try replacing these hosts and then they just go off as well. It's terrible. Oh, it's like people have got lives on a Saturday night. Well, yes, exactly. Especially when they volunteer for a podcast. Interesting, but you send out a scheduling tool and everyone goes, oh, 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 oh look. Oh. Here he is. I have had issues with Chrome. <clears throat> He's dragged himself out of bed, finally. No, I'm still here. I'm uh, so... Right. So um, have we have already started the podcast. <coughs> you have joined mid-flow. That's um, fine. Continue, that's okay. Continue the flow. So, good, so, ti- good timing. We've only just started. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so we've done the I'm Mike. We've done the I'm Curtain. Who are you? Really? You can't have. We have. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm late. That's who I am. I'm are, you, late. Are, you, are you Alex? Must be Alex. No, because I'm not broadcasting oh. from a US submarine. Somewhere with a robot. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what a buddy comedy program that would be. <laughs> Alex and the robot. Nice. Well, yeah, the entire rest of the crew is dead, and it's just Alex and a robot on a submarine. <laughs> oh god! It's like a twist for the weird. Six seasons um, and a movie. <laughs> is it, I know, and it should just be called. It, uh, it should just be called Cheshire. <laughs> Nobody knows why. Nobody knows uh, why. No explanation given. No. Okay, moving on. Um, we did have a brief discussion about topics for this week because we didn't send out a call for them, so we're just going to discuss whatever takes their fancy. Mm. Or whatever people throw at us midstream. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, first thing up is that that last weekend, I think, uh, you know what, the, the flow of time at this point is so screwed up for me that I can't A remember. day prior to today. <laughs> yes. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, I have been to uh, UK National Masters. Um, How did you which, get on? <laughs> well, stunningly, I, I was uh, still there in my not-quite-a-PG capacity. Um, <laughs> so you were more adult content, is that what you mean? Yeah, sure. Mm. Uh, NC-17. That's right. Um, uh, one of the strange things there was... I did actually genuinely get asked by one of the new players, so so are you like a judge? I was like, no, not quite, but we'll go with that for now. 
Oh, let's let's talk about that. How many new people were there? Because uh, quite, quite a few, actually. This seems um, to be the topic. Like new, new to the hobby, buying models and. Um, okay, or... I will say this. I, I I don't have an individual story and bio from each of them. Uh, but Shame. What's... What the hell were you doing, man? You should have asked every single new person. What, what was I doing? Story. I was making sure the scenarios got put out every round and making judge calls. That's how this works. That sounds like a judge to me. Yeah, um, we actually have a lot fewer rules queries than we've ever had before, um, which is good because we were running on minimal staff. Um, there were three of us on the floor, um, mm. which is that—that that is a lot down from the old numbers, but. Well, we we cope we with it and seems to come out okay. Um, but yes, for, for for those unaware, for those who have not been listening to the last seven years of this podcast, um, dear God, really? <laughs> yeah. Have I spent seven years of my life doing this? Have I? Over seven years now. Jesus. Don't, don't worry, we're coming up on episode one hundred. Right. Um, mm. For those who have not been listening over the last seven years of this podcast. Um, UK National Masters is one of the uh, longest-running uh, War Machine Masters in UK. Uh, started out at UK Games Expo back when it was at Manchester, I believe. Uh, moved with it for a few years uh, down to Birmingham, uh, made the transition over to the Hilton Metropole, and has since rehomed itself at the Element Games Northwest Gaming Centre, um, which at this point is a lovely venue. I've still never been there. Uh, well, old or new? Either. Oh, okay. So, the old one, for reference, was a bit of a godforsaken pit. Uh, to put it mildly, the first time I went there, you had to wear a coat because there was frost on the inside of the windows. There were <sighs> missing ceiling tiles, the bare concrete floor, the tables were all the wrong size, uh, they didn't provide any zones, half the shop was blocked off because there was a, like, a two-year 40k campaign that had just kind of meant they'd walled off part of the shop. It it was it was poor, um, and it, it got slated every year. However, especially the toilets, as you remember, the uh, toilets were absolutely abysmal. Talk about those. Um, however, <laughs> Element Games have got involved. They have clearly put in a massive funding for this. It is a lovely venue now. Um, it's you know okay, the smallest of things. But having carpet tiles everywhere is a nice start. Uh, is it the same place? It's just been refurbed? Yep, same yeah. place. Yeah. It's got adequate lighting. Uh, the toilets are cleaned. And I, I will stress that. They are cleaned. Um, it's got a much nicer, much larger shop as well. Um, a really good bar. Uh, the food is no longer the... I'm not even going to go into what the food was. but I stopped listening at bar. I heard bar. That's what I heard. Yeah, they have a bar with a range of local ales. No, okay. It's just like, oh, okay, fine. This this is fine. Um, and yeah, so. Um, now, the size of the tournament is somewhat down from its peak at just over 100. There were, uh, I think, 90 signed up this year. Around uh, about 84, 86 turned up. Um but that's still a yeah, pretty good number. Um, and uh, yes, it was a it was a very interesting tournament to watch, just from the point of view of being judged, because seeing everyone there playing away with very few judge calls, everything went really smoothly, just emphasises kind of what state the game rules are in. Because 
almost every call we had was, can you measure this for me? And when it's not, the constant, right, so I'm double-handed throwing this thing over here at that, but there's this in the way, so what do I do? Um, that's a huge change from Mark II, and I think it's a really good one. Um, also very interesting was there was a very different mix of factions at the top of the uh, National Masters uh, leaderboard for this year, um, which aha, I have course up here. Do you mean it's not all Quicks and Signal? Well, allow me, if you will, the indulgence of reading out that should we go for the top sixteen factions? Yeah, let's go with that. Top top sixteen. Well, so top top sixteen places. Do you mean or yeah, top, top sixteen places? Top sixteen factions. Excellent. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's getting that way. Believe me, it's getting that way. Um, so, top sixteen places. You've got uh, so starting from sixteenth, uh, Legion, Protectorate, Legion again, Retribution, Circle, Signar, Circle again, Scorn, Crucible Guard at eight. Wait, wait, you said Scorn. Yeah, mm-hmm. Conrad with Scorn, Conrad Krolicki. Um not, it's him, Conrad. I gathered uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you never know. He might have turned up to an event. It's the, it's the score bits that be the most surprising, not the turn up. Uh, seventh, Crucible Guard again. Uh, sixth, uh, well, uh, yeah, for, actually, from, from eighth, I'll go with the names. So eighth, Aaron God. From, God uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's good that you changed to doing that. It's very good. I'll, I'll put my teeth back in there. <laughs> yeah. Eighth, Aaron Godfrey with Crucible Guard. Seventh, Andy Garrard with Crucible Guard. Sixth, Paul Watson with Protectorate. Fifth, Paul North with Grimkin. Uh, fourth, Bill Crookshanks with Protectorate. Third, Jim Gradwell with Kador. Second, Cole Westbrook with Cricks. And first, uh, Mikhail Novikov with Convergence. Nice. I take it you're going to dub in the Double of Pops music over that countdown. That would be really awesome. <laughs> I am not a good replacement for Fluff. <laughs> nice. But that's a reference that's going to fly over so many people's heads. It's wonderful. I'm just I'm banking on that one. Um, Apparently Fluff isn't rules, but I never complained. But anyway, move on. So yeah, really good mix of factions there. Uh, Very. Which <laughs> will possibly fuel some people's views on Signal being unplayable trash. But there we go. Um, I thought they were unplayable trash. Oh, clearly. Yeah, we've known this for years. No, I thought... I've, uh, oh, I don't know. I thought they had had their day. They're not as... I mean, Haley 2 is supposedly now a bad Kruger 2. That okay. was the current uh, ha- ha- feeling. Haley 2 is not where she was. Um, no. Certainly not as powerful as she was. Um, but instead, you've got Haley 3, who is bonkers. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely, completely, inutterably, totally off the chain bonkers um which is well couldn't couldn't we just have two playable casters instead (laughs) you know instead of one absolutely bonkers on but but, but all the casters are playable bench you can put them on the table and everything constance blaze is not playable (laughs) well she is but she's not playable and fun um there's a difference fine i mean every caster technically works in the game whether they actually have any form of sane battle plan. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. 
so that was um yeah it was a very interesting weekend watching the crucible guard stuff was very interesting uh because uh, i mostly saw sylvestro on the table i believe from talking to andy he played um played lock once i think yeah i played sylvestro was... the whole of the rest of the time yeah and he's got so much game he's got he's just so good well, it's very interesting to see because you got the feet turn, which is essentially signs and importance. World card plus because you can drop it whichever dice you like, so you can kind of yeah. force crits as well, which is quite nice. Yeah, and heal. Okay, he, he heals for every model that dies. You can heal D three from a friendly model. Oh, nice! Oh, wow! Yeah, it's a nice feat. I, I hadn't realised that one, um, but yes, very, well, because it can bring things back. So you can bring back the multi one troops, and you can heal the multi one troops back up. Using the yes, yes, I did, I did see the multi unit troops being revived. Which one? That's the uh, which one's the one with guns? Is that the shock troopers? Yeah, uh, no, uh, the stormtroopers are the one with guns. The stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. See, the stormtroopers just suddenly reappear up one side of the board. It's like, oh, 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 this this is going to go bad places. Very They're quickly. really nice. They're so good. Yeah. No, I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by how powerful that uh, turned out to be. So, yeah. It's good. It's a good turnout. I mean, generally speaking, they seem to be um, on the move and getting played and uh, you don't hear necessarily about winning stuff, but the whole faction's not out yet, so yeah. there's still an awful lot of things. There's only two casters out formally as of today. Um, we've got um, Lucas coming out imminently and then um, and Gerhardt coming out next month, so... Hopefully we'll have five casters. You might not want to play the fifth one, but you've got five casters um, soon. Which should be nice. Soon. Cool. Well, that's uh, that was UK National Masters. Um, tickets for the next one will apparently be on sale fairly soon. Or there's a date that's coming up fairly soon. Pete Brookston's being a bit canny about that one. Because, um, I, yeah, I, I know that there's some organising that has to take place there. So there we go. Uh, I thoroughly recommend it if you're in the UK. I don't know. People are coming from abroad to play it as well, so go there. I definitely uh, attended when it was at the um, the expo, but um, I haven't since the expo. I I did very briefly broach the idea of taking it back to the expo with Pete. Let's just said. Just say that everyone in the room had a negative reaction to that one and, and leave it there. Really? Yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they've got any better since they're now. Well. Uh, I have no further comments on this issue. Um, oh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But, 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 yeah. Uh, again, if people want to find out more, please come and see me in a bar somewhere. And I'll... In a bar. That sounds only slightly dodgy. Well done. Okay, f- find me in the bar at Bones Is it show and tell with Mike at the bar? No, it'll be mostly me crying into a glass. <laughs> um, so that's that. Okay, uh, next up, what we considered was the fact that I am actually going to a couple of tournaments in the near future. Scary. Yes. Well, the one I'm going to tomorrow is a normal steamroller at uh, Firestorm Games. I would really, really like to be able to go to that, but I can't. Oh, I know. But what what I'm doing is trialling a couple of lists there that I'm taking to a Champions event. 
um, in Warsaw sort of next month sometime. Um, Mike, what's different about a Champions event? Haha! <laughs> well, I'm glad you <laughs> asked. Wait, is that the second time we've... Oh, never mind. <laughs> so, a Champions event is... Um... Benji, it was smooth. What would you want? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a segue. It didn't make too much noise. Um, so, Champions event. A Champions event is a very different format for War Machine. Um, it's kind of stepped into the place where hardcore used to be, but it's a very different beast. So, if you go to the... it's not manic high speed then. No. Oh, there, there we go. Uh, next to Hundred Fire Storm is on November the tenth. So uh, if you want to go to that one, uh... oh, I'll look that up. Yeah, there you go. Um, was that um, was that Byron by chance? Uh, no, that was Terry. Oh, oh, cool. Uh, he and uh, Byron sort of co-run the events. Uh, if you go to the uh, Priority Press website and get organised play, there is the Champions page. Now the Champions page. Um, relies on a system that was brought in quite a while back, which is the active duty roster, but in a slightly different way. So active duty as a thing has kind of gone away for Masters and Steamroller in uh, 2018 to 19, uh, but has spawned entirely new format in Champions. So the active duty roster is a list of casters. Uh, so, for instance, uh, for mercenaries, which, you know, not that I'm biased, um, it's currently um, Lieutenant Cross, Ashton Delise, Magnus the Traitor, Captain Damiano, and Cognifex Siphon. That restricts the. Um, I suppose it doesn't because it's actually the one theme that you can play with anything into in works, ah, isn't there? Ah. However, oh. there, is, there is also a list of theme forces that are allowable. That wasn't deliberate. I'd forgotten there was a. <laughs> yeah. So these theme forces are. Uh, for Mercs, Lely's Resistance, the Kingmaker's Army, and Operating Theatre. It's Cephalix, right. Yes. Now, you must choose your two lists. The casters must be from the active duty roster. And also, they must be from different theme forces. Do you have to play both? You don't have to play both, but they, yeah, they, they, you have to have... Your two lists have to be um, different theme forces. Yeah. But you don't have to play... You can play one list all day. Uh, yeah, as far as I'm aware... Depending on the variant people choose, I think. Uh, you okay. don't have to, though. Right. Um, Just thinking about the limitations of Crucible Guard, that's all. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, a Champions event requires each player to bring one army list with a second list optional. Oh. And if they bring a second list, they must use a different theme force in each list. Right. There you go. Cool. Can't see it saying anything about having to play both, although I plan to play both anyway. Um, now, every faction always has their battle box caster as a minimum. Um, this time, new releases are not included on ADR for the season. Um, no, it got it got amended for um, Crucible Guard because it was McKay was in it to begin with, I believe. Yeah. This is not out till December. But there you go. So, so you build your lists from that and um, it functions after that as any normal steamroller. But what this means is you're not just seeing the same lists that you normally would. So for Signar, 
your casters would be, uh, I believe, Striker 2, okay. Siege 1, Cray, and Darius. With right. Of course, being Heavy Metal and Gravediggers. Oh, wow. So you can't run Storm Division. Oh, wow. Okay. No. No Storm Division. So it's a very interesting format. Oh, no uh, Gun Mages or Storm Division. Right. Got you. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, it, I think it's one of the interesting things in that, what is it? Lail can, uh, the Lailie's Resistance can run, um, oh, the, the Storm stuff. But Signar can't. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they can just take anything from Signar and go, yep, this is, my, this is fine. This is mine now. So, but yes, yeah, so I've chosen to go with um, Ashlyn and um, Damiana, which Damiano I've speed painted this evening in about 45 minutes because I was so inutterably fed up of looking how long have you um how long have you owned Damiano? Well, you know when the first Smogcon was? I, I was there, yeah, so while no, not properly, it was ages ago. But yes. Uh, I took a Damiano theme force to that. Okay. Yeah. So uh that that was a thing. That was um No, I I just got like the full unit of steelhead cav and I got I managed to finish painting up two units of halberdiers like the day of the event, then promptly dropped the tray. Oh, that's yeah. nice. That's well, familiar. I, that rings a bell. Luckily, with how much glue is on those halberdiers, most of them stayed in one piece. It's like, it's fine. I'll just touch up the paint. It's fine. They weren't fun. To, I mean, I think before I did this, they were definitely one of the hardest things I glued together. It's you can tell they're a, a unit of a certain age because they come with a shoulder pad whose sole purpose is to hide the fact that you cannot get both shoulders to line up. Mm. That's, that's literally what that piece is there for. Um, there are so many where you have to like bend the halberd because, okay, anyone who's making models at this point, just, just take heed of this. If you've got a model with no arms that just has flat surfaces, no kind of you know, peg-built joints or anything, and you supply two separate arms that also have flat surfaces on both ends and a separate double-handed weapon, you are Satan himself. <laughs> because there is no way you can properly glue that. Or, or you know, Okay, let's say you want to pin it. That's fine. How are you going to work out all the angles you need beforehand? I mean, you could use a bit of blue tack and kind of go, yeah, that looks about right, and hope. Um, but yeah, because you fix one side too firmly, it prevents you getting the other side in, doesn't it? Yeah. So in the end, uh, with a lot of those, you just end up being, right, blob of superglue on each shoulder and blob of superglue on the ends, uh, uh, to just hold the arms on between thumb and finger. And pray you haven't got your fingers stuck. Oh no! And then blob of glue on the ends of the arms. Put the weapon on and maneuver it into position before anything dried, and just hold it until all four pieces were together at once. It was a nightmare. Nis by comparison, easy. Well, Nis, the downside with Nis 
yes, easier from that point of view, but they tended to draw blood. Everybody I know that's putting this together cut themselves doing it. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, although what I will say is that um, I forwent like 90% of the stuff that comes with this because you cannot find room on all those models. Like, okay, here's the scabbard and here's the, 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 the quiver for the arrows. And it's a lot of pain that lives in the cupboard now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I have not seen Niss on the table of Mark III at all. Um, I have on YouTube, on, on a few YouTube matches, um, but no, you don't, generally. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's, it's a real shame that they were a very core unit of um, Mark II. Too much so, obviously, yeah. I, I mean, uh, to an extent, yes. Um, but at the same point, like... You do want everything to be viable, and I'm not sure why they aren't. Because you know, they're expensive. They're expensive compared to other things that do similar jobs. I mean, uh, I mean, yes. I mean, you look at them and you go, "Well, why not take cross cutthroats?" Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Just, just in Mark II, that's never even a conversation. Just flat out no. Yeah. Because um, the amount of times I've managed to get to my opponent's deployment zone. With crows, cutthroats, and just okay. Yeah, I'm just going to ping you from behind for the rest of the game. There, this is fine because people don't realise that advance six and then reposition five is that powerful. Uh, especially very nice, when, especially when you've got someone like Damiano around to dead eye them early on when they're still facing the front of the opposing army. So, yeah, that one gets nice quick. Cool. So, yeah, that's uh, Champions. Um, I would say, if anyone is interested in that Champions event, um, it's on tiebreak, and I have lost it. Um, ah, there we go. It's on uh, tiebreak at the moment. It's from the 24th to 25th of November uh, in uh, Warsaw. Uh, tickets are £27, but that is with lunches and drinks and stuff like that. Um, so both the, um, I'm looking at both the 10th and that weekend, are both weekends where I, at the moment, uh, have parenting commitments. So I may have to um, see, what, see what I can juggle if I want to try and get myself to anything. Uh, I believe it's... Yeah, it's, it's 16 players at the moment. They've got room for up to 32. Um... So at the moment, there's a lot of people from uh, Staff's Perfists and the Warlords there. Um, yeah. Just, you yeah. uh, uh, More people should go to these interesting events because... Actually, I think this needs to be a discussion. So, Mark II, when we started tournamenting, Kurt, yep. there were a lot of different formats, weren't there? Yes. And there's a lot of variation for customization as well, I would say. And people turned up to those different events as well. They did. So, I mean, you did. Going back into the, the mists of time here, feel free to play the Hovis theme tune if you like. Hovis um, or Wayne's World, one of the two, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had, okay, you still had your Masters, you had the UK National Masters, that, that was still a thing. But at that point, we had the Welsh Open rather than the Welsh Masters. Now, the Welsh Open that I first went to was the most insane format I think I have ever seen. 
Um, it boiled down to you took three 35-point lists and three 50-point lists. Oh, God, I forgot that. Yes. The first day you played your 50-point list? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. that way around, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes, because you want to go home early on the uh, Sunday. So you were tired. <laughs> I was tired, yes. First day you played your 50-point list, you could only play each one once. Oh, God. Second day you played your 35-point list, you could only play each one once. And the standings were even more insane because you were table-locked in the final round. So whatever position you were in, you could only go, like, uh, one position up if you were higher in that pairing or one position down. Oh, you've got a better recollection than mine. Did I have? Wow. Yeah, no, that's right. That sounds right. Oh, I, I can still remember that my final game there was against Conrad. Um, I, I played, was it Dean Hubbock's there as well? And he, yeah, I did first round against Dean one year, yeah. He, he made me table flip um, with his retribution. Rep. Yeah. I, I, had, I, I had an outside chance of an assassination on Gareth, who just stomped most of my army. I thought, okay, put your feet turn. Um, right. I, I, I know what I kind of have to do here. Um, but I, I didn't have a lot of some of the points for it, so I had to rely on uh, doing a chain attack throw on one of his jacks. Um, which with a Kodiak, you know, power 16 on, on a fresh uh, uh, opposing war jack. Yeah, it trashed it in two hits, so I couldn't throw it in his caster. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I just sat there going, oh. So, so now that jack's stood there by a wreck marker, because those were still a thing. Yeah. I miss wreck markers. I was going to say, thank God they've gone. They were a I keep finding them. They were a pointless piece of um, keeping the ta- keeping notes on the table. Really? Yeah. I didn't find them that bad. The, they had some major problems. Because... What? Kill your own light warjack and stand in it. That was... Yeah. They, yeah, they broke the rules for within as well. Um... So every other piece of cover, you could basically stand next to it and say, yeah, I am one micron within. Um, but you could be completely base-to-base the warjack that died and have the same positioning in relation to other people for cover, but not be able to claim it. Hmm. Because it was a warjack and you couldn't be within it if you destroyed the warjack. I thought you could be just behind it there and go cover, couldn't you? Or was that yeah, later? Uh, well... Yeah, the, the, the ruling on it changed very late in the game's life cycle. Oh, okay. Um, you had to be toe-in, at least, to... You basically had to have an activation after the jack was destroyed to then say, I am moving into the wreck market. It was it was an awful system, and good riddance to the things, frankly. Because um, usually they were, just, they were just represented by, like, a 50mm piece of plastic, because there was no way to represent them... Kind of probably, probably you could buy them. Probably you could yeah. buy rate markers, and you could buy yeah. third-party ones as well. And... Oh, oh, for for a wooden spoon at one tournament, I still have a collection of rate markers that I was given. So there we go. Um, but yes, back on to the main topic. Oh, wow, if it even is topic. Um, so you had the, the Welsh Masters, which was presenting that kind of odd format. You had FQD, which was again kind of crazy because it was. Um, you took three lists at 25 points. Wow, okay. I think it was 25 points. 
three lists at 25 points. Um, but you had you had five games over the day, and you had to play your first your three lists in the first three games, and then they kind of unlocked, and you could you, you played sort of two of them once each for the last two games. Did you have a 50 point version of that list to go with it? No. Is that, no, not that one. Okay. No. You only ever played um, 25 points there. Right. The, the equivalent of 50 points in new money. But... So it was 35 then, probably. Yeah, it might be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, they, were, they were small armies. You, you did not have the tools to do what you wanted to do. And it ended up with very silly games because, well, War Machine was not balanced at that point level in any way, shape, or form. If you had a caster who could do work, you were going to win. Which meant that you had all these bonkers assassination casters going, hmm, it looks like there's no control pieces on the board to stop me doing whatever the hell I like anymore. Guess I'll just kill everything. Um, so, so, so FQD, that was that was the thing. You had the Hardcore series. Yeah, I played a lot of that. Um, which, yep, yeah, that had, well, that was a full year series that led to a, a big event in Chorley at the oh, end. Oh, God. Yes. Yes, I remember that one. Um, where we booked into the hotel then found out the restaurant was closed and there was nothing, <laughs> nothing else for miles around because it was in Chorley uh, one of the first events that uh, myself and Nick went to was a campaign weekend uh, at Triple Helix Games uh, I'm trying to think oh, there's the um, Tanalorn campaign weekends as well so the there used to be a a huge variety. I would um I would throw to that the uh, the unusual formats that were held in Oxford. Yes, one of yes. which was our first meeting, I believe. Yes, so Chris Cawthorne and his War Machine Pentathlon, uh. which. I don't even know how to describe some of that. I mean, one one round was a game of grind. Where yep. you, had to, you had to try and get an, a, a, an objective back to your own deployment zone, otherwise you both lost the game. Um, there was there was another round where you switched casters with whoever you were paired. Oh against. god, yeah, I remember. Oh, I forgot that. Oh my yes. god. Yes. So, and if you were a hordes player and you switched with a war, with the with the um, with the war machine player, the hordes player got such an advantage. That was the one where we found out that um, I didn't. I have trolls with Madrak, and I switched with Mortenebra or something. I had Mortenebra on my side of the table, running my troll battle group with Spectral <laughs> Steel. Wow, I'd forgotten that. Wow, that was the event where Conrad got his hands on. Uh, oh God, the Circle Dogs. Yeah, the Argus. Yeah, yes, the Argus. And we Seven Argus with. Uh, and we found out with Butcher having uh, full throttle. And and that feat, the Argus was actually a pretty damn good beast. Because then you have Kaya running seven Argus or something like that, and then yeah, wow. Yeah. No, that, that, that was that was crazy. That was also the one where uh, you had the four corners match to start with. Yep. And my response was, um, I'm playing P Magnus. You're playing Nemo. I'll just measure the table. You die. Uh, what do you mean? Okay, I'll I'll do this properly then. <laughs> <laughs> Renegade number one fires at your caster. Okay, your caster and all your jacks are knocked down. It does lots of damage. The second renegade fires at your caster. 
It does lots of damage. Are you dead yet? Yes. Excellent. Let's move on. It was nice. just stupid. Oh, and then there was the one at the end, which was that you had a big uh, fire pit or something. Yeah, twelve-inch circle in the middle, which meant that my half, oh my god, my half-broken nomad did a single-handed throw on a thunderhead and said, "Yep, in the pit you go." So that's a full health warjack just in the bin with something that had four health boxes left on it. it I mean, that was that was such a fun event. Uh, it was, and and so ridiculously badly broken um, in, in fact another one that Chris Cawthorn ran was the Theme Forces Only tournament it was I, I was thinking that we played we, well, we played in that uh, quite some time ago yeah yes. Ma- Calandra versus uh, oh some Cadorian uh, yeah Butcher 2 yeah yeah Butcher 2 uh, Mad Dogs and a whole load of um, a whole load of uh, oh, what was it called the guys with the stupid swords that are horrible Doom Reavers not be able to hit sevens yeah. to hit. Yeah. Yeah, you have never seen so many sevens to hit miss in all your life. <laughs> However, I've since I've since looked at the odds of all those dice rolls and gone, yeah, actually that's pretty accurate. Because all I think hmm, sevens dropping the height, rolling three and dropping the highest, that's not that bad. No, sixes are where you should hit. Sevens become really difficult. Yeah, this is the thing because sevens means that if any one of those three dice is a one. The other two have to be double six. Yep. Otherwise, you miss. So yeah, that's that was a kick in the teeth. Um, however, I've since got to use uh, Starcrossed with Kayazi, and yeah, I, I don't feel bad about that. Um, but you had all these interesting formats. Yes. Where have they gone? South for the winter. I think a lot of, um, I think uh, a couple of threads have, have talked about these kind of things as detracting from why everybody's here nowadays, which is Steamroller. Um, I must admit, I w- I've not played any massively janky formats, but they do they do sound interesting. But so did um, theme leagues to me. But but I was told that they weren't interesting either. Or they detracted from the pure part of the game. So I don't know. And maybe they're not, maybe they didn't do enough to support them. Oh, the, there was, the, there was no support for them. Mm. Um, but, but then again, this is back in the time where there was no support. Mi- minimal support for steamroller. Over here at least. Yeah. Not just in general. Um, and don't forget, this is the point where you still got the steamroller pack that was like, okay, here's Killbox. It's a scenario. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Killbox, like, that's not a scenario. That's just saying, yeah, uh, both the Warcasters have to be in this 24-inch square in the middle of the table. Uh, and to be honest, Steamroller's come a long way now. I, I oh, did, The absolutely. current Steamroller is, the, the way that it's evolved, especially the last three years, um, yeah. where it stopped jumping around so much and, it's, um, and stopped changing so radically, and, and now... The way that things have come together now, where every scenario is killbox, ironically, what you just said, um, and um, and the way that I don't know, there's a lot less to actually learn and remember. It just they have a lot more in common. All the scenarios, yeah, I just really like that. I really like that. Oh, oh, thank you, PP. They still have 
the 2010 Steam Horror on their site. Oh, God. Let's see if it's old enough to have some of the more um, interesting scenarios. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, oh, Convergence. Mark an 11-inch diameter circle in the middle of the table. This is the control zone. At the end of each player's turn, starting with the first player's second turn, note, first player, each player can earn one control point by controlling the zone. Player controls the zone if he has one or more models within it, while none of his opponent's models are within it. First player, second turn. Just rush it. Yeah, basically. Uh, for you are you fast? The- How fast are you? Are you fast enough? There you go. Yeah. The first <laughs> person to earn two control points wins. Wow, that's all over and done with pretty quick, isn't it? Yeah. So an 11-inch diameter circle. I mean, all these... I think, uh, so the, the They're mo- all different sizes of, of zones and squares and boxes, oh, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Which was a pig to try and... I had bits of felt cut out to lots of different sizes to try and run it myself. Here we go. Kill box. The summary. Each uh, player's attempt to bring their Warcastle Warlocks forward while attempting to assassinate their opponent's Warcastle Warlock. Mark a 28-inch square area in accordance with the diagram below. This is the kill box. Starting on the first player's second turn, if a player ends his own turn with a friendly Warcaster or Warlock not within the kill box, then all friendly Warcasters and Warlocks are immediately destroyed Die. and healed. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, That's no, it was instant death. Yeah. It was instant death as well, wasn't it? It wasn't. Uh, you t- you lose. Uh, you give away two command point control points. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it went from instant death to I think it was five points. Of yeah. Uh, and then became you lose two CP. Yeah. Um, which is very swingy in the current format. Cheers. When you only have seven turns, that is a huge swing. If you go, well, if you go two up, you, you're in money, aren't you? Yeah, because if you just have to hold out to turn seven. And if you've if you've scored a zone whilst give, whilst you know as well scored yeah, one seven. point and have then bonus two, you're like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, this is the one that. Okay, it doesn't have Ridge Raiders in. <laughs> that was I never played Ridge Raiders. That was yeah. so complicated. I, yeah, I, I almost think it might be worth just, you know, someone running 2010 Steamroller just to see how annoyed people get. Do you think, though, that the um, it, it is in a... The games are, are very diverse at the moment. Are, are they diverse from the tournaments that you've seen? Because one of the criticisms is always... Um, bin of war machine i guess you could say any outsider's perspective of the game is that everybody pushes the models into the middle and see who basically has enough staying power i know that you get that obviously with the um with the armor heavy type games yeah but um that was that was always a that was a criticism somebody had once uh, um i think it was when i was what when i was at um uk games expo and there were loads of people just you know outsiders watching and they were just like one person just are all games like this are all you know and it was a bunch into the middle and see who survives yeah yeah and i know Ultimately, armies do have to engage, and especially if the two melee forces. Yeah, I think the very different. Um, the the only difference there would have been sort of gun lines, basically, and even then, you've got to get your toes in the zone, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. 
and getting toes in the zone is not really a guarantee in this format of the game. No. Because it's like, yes, I've towed into two of the zones. That's nice. I've destroyed your objective, taken this flag, and taken this other flag as well. So I'll just contest and go 3-0 up. Or if I shove you back, if you've not got enough bottles towing. Yeah. The amount of stuff that just goes, nope, push you two inches. Oh, okay. No, you need multiple things in a zone. The amount of time people spend there going, okay, I've got this one unit, they can contest this zone. One in on this corner, one in on this corner, one here, so if you charge either of those, you're taking a free strike. This one just behind. The, the constructions you have to make to, to secure a zone without exposing your army is pretty complex. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I got shoved, I got um, um, shoved out of his own when I went three points up last night and um, in order to try and prevent me just pulling straight away, he shoved one of my warjacks out of the zone and killed the other model that was in it contesting and um, and took it where I thought he no way he could. I mean, is 40k the reverse of that then, Kurt? Just stand back and shoot each other? Or? Um, no, because I think 40k scenarios... Because 40k has become more scenario-driven as well. So um, there's there's a level of shooting, but the shooting is is still limited in range for the most part. I mean, obviously, last cans are still the entire table, and rocket lo- and missile launches are still a large chunk of the table, like they always were. And, okay. yeah, the heavy weapons have the range. It's, but, it's worth um, the whole thing with 40k, that although you've got, like... Guns with 24-inch range aren't that uncommon. They're better at 12. It's a bigger table, and to get the 24-inch range, you have to stand still, don't you? Uh, That's an old rule. No, it's just range. It's just Uh, being within 12 gives you two shots. Okay. Um, But um, there was a rule that did that. You're right, but uh, I don't know which version of the game that was. um, I'll I'll be honest, but my my main knowledge of 40k comes from 2nd and 3rd editions. Mine too. Mine too. The nice thing about 8th is it's mainly kind of made up of those, which is quite nice. Um, But um, uh, it is um, more shooty for both sides generally earlier, but you still get in there and you still get into melee because you still kind of have a lot of stuff in melee. So, I mean, Close combat, whatever you want to call it. But um, no, my games have been mixed. Again, the best way to play 40k is, is combined arms in the same way as, as a lot of War Machine is is to have that decent field of fire. But if you've got if you've just got tactical marines and go and thinking that bolters will hold stuff down, it's not going to keep going. And and the games have scenarios, so you have to you you can't just it's not just about killing the enemy. Just like you know, just like those first few first learning games of War Machine. It, it, trying to just kill stuff doesn't do it. And also, mm. I don't think it makes for fun games anyway. That, that actually is one of the things about um, the current scenario pack of War Machine that is uh, very interesting tactically. In that not only have they kind of they've spread the zones out so you need to be on a wider front, they've now got the whole thing of, okay, this is a flag, that's uh, solos and warcasters only. Yep. The brand zone, that's units and warcasters only. This is a square zone. That's Warjacks, uh, Battle Engines. Battle Engines and Warcasters, yeah. Yeah, and I like that. That's that makes a really interesting game with, with certain armies as well, with army choice, army selection, it, yeah. Because you're sat there and you've got a table that's, you know, it's got two square zones on it, and you're looking at your lists going, okay, 
My army that's a lot of troopers has got more game against my opponent, but I can't take any control points. Hmm, that's bad. I can contest like crazy, but I can't do anything else. Yeah, and it changes the game quite hugely when you have to do that. I find I find the um, the parallels with um, just thinking about the, the 40k parallels. Both organisations now are adapting to this kind of electronic rules and um, the ongoing FAQs, erratas in 40k changes. That they're also they're releasing beta versions of rules. So, so the previous errata introduced um, beta rules around um, around. Uh, oh, dropping in from orbit or whatever the right word is. Um, deep strike. Deep strike. Yeah. So you couldn't deep strike outside your control, outside your um, deployment area in the first turn. That was a beta rule that came in on the last Defic errata. The recent errata that's just come out in the last couple of weeks has now changed that to say you pre you can't deep strike in the first turn. If you've got stuff in deep strike, it can't. You know, this is going back to fifth edition. I can't remember rules. Seventh, sixth, seventh edition, I think. Um, so. Um, They've taken it back because people were, were were leaving stuff and then bringing it in uh, in their own deployment where it's tactical and interesting and they felt that too much of the game was being run by it and they are trying to adapt it much like CID is, you know, without the kind of community interface, but they, they are interacting way more than they have for years. And it's it's nice to see it. It's it, it annoys some competitive players. You sort of look at this stuff on YouTube and the and the 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 blogs about people's responses to it. And um, I, but I think it is good things for the game. If there's one thing nerds have been proven to like over time, it's change. So, to like or dislike? I'd say dislike. It takes yeah. a while to. It does. They come around, think, but yeah. yeah. So a hint of Yeah, I couldn't tell because your audio is quite low. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't realize it was. <laughs> um, there we go. Yeah, the, the, the compressor will work that all out in the edit. Trust me. Okay. Yeah, I but no, I like what's happened with CID. I like the changes in it. I, I find the, uh, for me the main things that made CID accessible. So if it's an army, especially if it's an army like Scorn One or even Circle that came before it, the YouTube channel has made that very accessible now, rather than before when it was kind of look at the forum and lots of reading and things as well. And it's like oh, I can't bother, but. I, I quite like the again PP's interaction and the um, the YouTube videos they're releasing. They're kind of having to relearn how to do some of this stuff, which yeah is interesting. I, I do like the fact that for the um, the current CID, they've just they just randomly put a, a convergence model in there. It's a scorn CID, but by the way, for the next week we're testing out a convergence model. Okay. So yeah, the frustrum locus. Oh, I didn't see that. I was at the little solo. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very it's it's an interesting one. Um, let's see if I can just get the rules for it because it's it, it's it's very new. Um, so it's a, a solo with ten damage, arm eighteen, def ten, uh, with construct, gunfighter, pathfinder. Arcane Pattern Array. So, what does that mean? Uh, or another model within ten inches cast a spell. This model gets power token. This model can have three power tokens and spend power tokens to boost or uh, tackle damage rolls. 
Okay. Uh, it's got arcane vortex. So that means it can use its power tokens to just counterspell. Ooh. Yes. Um, and its weapon... Okay, it's basically got a hand cannon. Um, but it's a blessed magical hand cannon with dispel. Okay, it's got a lot of weirdness to it, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, but at, what is it, four points and FA2, I, I can see a place for that. Yeah, yeah. Annoyance, yeah, support. Oh, you appear to have a nice upkeep on your frontline unit. Bang. Not anymore. I find, um, I think Convergence was a, was a, is an army that I've gone and gone, oh, I just don't get it for ages. And I think without Crucible Guard, which has just completely got my attention, um, I might have been tempted. Here's the interesting thing I find. Uh, and I, I think, I may have discussed this before, I, I think there is a severe design problem um, with the Convergence. Because you set up against a Grimkin army, you know, you can go, all right, so those are Nayslayers, those are the Hollow Men, there's your skin and bones. Oh, so you mean, yeah. Yeah. You set up against the um, the Crucible Guard, you can go, all right. It looks the same. They've got the, they've got the media, the, well, Crucible Guard, not Converts. Oh, sorry. So, Crucible Guard, you can say, okay, those are the medium bases with the uh, the picks. Yep. So that must be the ones with guns as well. Okay. Yep. That's, oh, that's the Rocket Men. Okay. And, and they're Warjacks, they're Warjacks, yep. So you're saying that the model profile is the I, biggest issue? I'm saying that, the, yes, that the, the design of, the, the design and naming of Convergence is poor. Which is quite interesting because um, this mod, this game was sold to me that the, the models had to have a unique profile that was understandable and people would understand the rules once they saw the profile of the... Yeah, they could have, you know, look at Kador weaponry, uh, like a Marauder to a, uh, to a Juggernaut. It's the yeah. same chassis, but everybody knows... Just from look, what which is which? You're right. It's yeah. the warjacks. It's the warjacks that we do it. Yeah, I think infantry on on um on convergence, you could learn it, but they're medium infantry. I mean, like so, like crucial guard, they're medium infantry or medium infantry. And it, what do they do? Okay, you need to learn what that is. But the it's the the warjacks, especially the heavy warjacks. I don't know what any of them do, and I can't tell them apart. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, yeah, the concept there is just I just don't get it. Mm -hmm. Or the new the colossals that, that have come out, or the battle engine and the colossals that have come out have been more interesting. So they've got two different battle engines now, haven't they? I think is that right, or is that wrong? Mm, they've got two colossals. Oh, two colossals. Maybe I took that. Um, the battle engine is. Uh, they've got that weird thing that really does look like a stamp with legs, like that's coming out. I've seen that around. What? Uh, like literally, there's a model. I don't know if it's a support piece or not. It looks like uh, a stamp that you stamp paper with, basically with small little legs. Would this be the frustrum locus that I've literally just gone through? Yeah, oh, it is. Is that that? Sorry, I thought that that sounded like a um, that sounded like a scorn piece. No. <laughs> so I I thought you were talking about the scorn CID. No, it's like one. Exactly. Well, it is. It, no, that, it's kind of in scorn CID. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's what's weird because it's in CID at the same time. 
But they did that because of the name, obviously, just to confuse people even more. Uh, Locust. Do you mean in the same way as as sticking a a, uh, convergence caster right in the middle of the Crystal Guard army? Yeah, although that's nice to see cross... Yeah, it is, I agree. Cross-faction stuff. Really is. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking at the uh, the convergence warjacks now. Like I'm, I'm still, yeah, assimilator, cipher, conservator, uh, corollary, diffuser, galvanizer, inverter, mitigator, modulator, monitor, prime axiom, and prime conflux. Now, prime axiom and prime conflux, I get those. They're yeah. the biggins. That's fine. Um, galvanizer, I think, does. Re- Pairs? Tell me the tell me the one that does the knockdown then. Oh, the dongolator. <laughs> exactly. Which one was the dongolator then? Did you make that name up? No, no, no. no it says it on the box. That you is get... a warjack, not a sex toy. That's what you're saying. Telling me, you get multiple pieces for your purple dongolator to make it knock you down. <laughs> the name Muson Minis gave to it a long time ago. Um, in my head, it will forever be the dongolator. Uh, that would be, oh, that, there we go. That's the inverter. Wow, oh, what a good name! Sounds rude. Um, so it's yeah, it's got it the it's got the macro pummeler, which it can take uh, one attack with a round. That's the power twenty. Knockdown. So uh, they seem like a limited faction. But am I right in saying is this my memory? Or was this was it not was it released as a main as a new main faction, or was it always released as a mi- as a minimal faction like it is now? It was released as a, a minimal faction. It always was. Yeah, and it was always uh, said that they would have uh, small bits of support with other mainline releases. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, that is why, as a faction, it has less chaff than anyone else. <laughs> hmm. than, than, yeah. the main, than the main factions, yeah. I mean, the yeah. same is true of all the minimal factions, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it has to have stuff that does something, so it goes off the shelf rather than sit in janky lists. Um, I mean, I will say by people what people are saying already, um, the, uh, the Crucible Guard infantry might fit that slot for uh, Crucible Guard, but uh... what the, the chaff? I don't know. They're not out yet, and to be honest, I've taken them off my shopping list for the time being. Yeah, mainly because I want to buy giant warjacks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look at looking at them. They aren't actually quite a nifty unit. Okay, Death Twelve Arm Fourteen is a bit. Mm, yeah. Crucible Guard Infantry. Do you mean? Yeah. Um, it's the synergy. They, they fly when you oil, when you have the, a, sp- a jack with the spray oil, and you oil something, and then you hit it with um, two lots of 10 fire boosted damage rolls. I mean, it, 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 debatably, you start to look at numbers. That, that's a dead colossal from a 14-point unit. And it's, it's, they, do have, they do have some game, but it requires synergy to make them really work. On paper, well... All of Crucible Guard on paper with minimal stats is boring and crap. All of it. <laughs> boring and crap. But you play it, or you do a bit more analysis, but to be honest, I've learned way more by playing it, um, and you realise how well it fits together and everything is dependent upon other things. Well, I, I looked originally at the Combat Alchemist and thought, I, I don't really see what these do. And now I've seen the Combat Alchemists in action. Yeah, um, they do whatever you want them to do. Oh boy, they do some interesting stuff. They'll do whatever you want them to do. They will have stealth in the middle of the board, or they will drop the defense of something, or they'll immobilize it, uh, or um, 
they can drop acid bombs that are quite frightening into infantry as well. It's just, and well, they're, they're three mini Gormans. That's what they are. Watching a team of them, uh, well, uh, two teams of combat alchemists go into a Haley three army. So they've got the death buff up, um, and it's got this wall of cavalry in front of the crystal guard. And watching the alchemists walk forward and go, okay, uh, ice cage bomb. Okay, that's two of your horses at minus two death. Yep. Uh, right, I'll aim at the one that's nearer the centre of the line. Right, so that one's at minus four death, and so is that one, and the next one next to And just watching as they work to long, and even when it scatters, still getting... Minus two death. Yep. yep. And you sit there and go, oh my God, this is horrific. Yep. You think this line of stationary horses that the rest of the army goes, okay, we can wipe that up, that's fine. Or two, two Vindicators behind, just ploughing big, powerful AoEs into them. Yeah. It was absolutely crazy to watch. Okay. No, they have good synergy. That's fine. Yeah. I'm painting my second unit right as we've been speaking. Um, <laughs> because I've got a, um, a list with a second unit that's, again, for free, because the, the Warjack theme, Prima Materia, um, so you get seven-point unit is, is a, one of the free options. Yes. I have seen that you can get them. got to have 30 points of jacks to, to release that, but... Yeah. My current Prima materialist has got 20 points of free stuff. It's got two units of Alchemists and Hutchuck. Hutchuck's a god, by the way, in this army. But Oh, I, I saw him doing ambush stuff uh, at uh, Masters and just went, oh, okay, that's what it looks like when he works. I bought him a long time ago. Uh, the only, the only art model that's in this army that I've owned longer is probably the, van, the Vanguard that I've never painted properly. Just had it kind of sprayed and washed and that was it. Um, Hutchuck, I've had in bits in a bag that I put together and painted as a kind of like a trial of the paint colour scheme. He's got so much game. He's been MVP in every game he's been in. My only problem with him, and the reason I took him out of the list was I kept forgetting about him. I, I'd sit up and go, I will ambush at some point, and then at the end of the game, going, Oh yeah, Hutchuck's still on the side of the board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he crippled a um he crippled a hunter last night. Um, Very nice. I got one alchemist in range, clipped the hunter with the AoE, and then he came in. He couldn't quite um, rust it because it was too far out. Yeah. Um, or did I? No, I did. I did rust it as well. I missed with the AoE, and it got it caught him. And and then Hutchuck went in, and it spiked highly. But he didn't kill it. He he made it pointless. Yeah. And the next turn, he killed it. And that's kind of what you need from was it seven points so Six. Six. He's good for six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Gorman on steroids. He's nice. We appear to have somehow steered this right the way back round to being another Crucible Guard episode, frankly. I can't imagine how that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Welcome to uh, Elite Cadre, the uh, Crucible Guard uh, podcast. Well, I've sent in my PG or my final PG order now, which did include some Crucible Guard because they, like, they work quite well with uh, the Lelys. So, you know. Do you mean? Do you mean you want to put um, Quicken on Rocket Man? That's what you mean, isn't it? Yeah, a bit. A little bit. <laughs> Quicken Rocket Man on feet turn seemed good. Yeah, I think it's got. A, I think it's got some game. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does some work. So, especially because Ashton might be able to sort of keep up with them because she gains Pathfinder from the Theme Force. So. Yeah, that's quite nice. Uh, that, that, that's one of the things that begin. Oh, okay. 
um, about um, resistance in that everything that Slay leaves now has Pathfinder. Just just everything in the army, and that includes any unit you bring in from another from another faction. That's uh, that's a nifty tool. Yeah. Yes. Not that you need to give Rocketman Pathfinder, but yeah. No, uh, yeah, being able to give the um, Stormtroopers Pathfinder should be quite useful. Yeah, that's nice. He bought Stormtroopers as well. Let's see if I can find what I. Uh... You sent me the list, but yeah. They are nice. Uh, uh, yeah. They're lovely. It's a, it's a, it, for a, a limited faction, it's got so many different options and offerings. I keep. Uh, yeah, being surprised by it. Let's see if I can open this up here. Oh no, it's an Excel file. I don't have Office installed. Uh... No, I can't see it. It's it saddens me. Oh god, no, no, no. It's it's available online. I can do things because the internet is a thing. Here, we meanwhile, here's the music while Mike searches for his file. Do 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 do. Fine. This is riveting. It is. It's fascinating. It's so good. Yeah. This is I after I got riveting. criticized for turning it into a Christopher Guard podcast. Yeah. 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 There we go. So I've uh, I've picked up uh, Cephalic Dominator with some mind benders and drudges. Uh, Blind and Bull. I've had mind, this a long time. Mind Slavers and drudges. Two units of overlords, two bloat thralls. Are you building Cephalix by any chance, then, are you? Maybe. Mobius, uh, Cephalix Agitator, Cognifex Siphon, Echelon Thexus, uh, Lieutenant Cross, Kane's Hellslingers, Rocketmen, Stormtroopers, Errants with the Officer, uh, Flamebringers, uh, Cleansers with the Officer. My God, that unit's expensive. What, to buy physical money? Uh, well, in terms of PG points... Uh, I've got, I've got some. I've got at least two sets. You didn't, I didn't see what those. But yeah. Okay, cleansers as a unit more expensive than rocket men. Really? Yes. What? What in pounds? Yes. So forty-five quid for a box of rocket men. Rocket men, seventy. This is so. So PG points one point roughly equivalent to one dollar. Yep, yeah, we all know that. Okay. So rocket men, seventy. Right. Cleansers with the officer, ninety. Wow, that's must. Is it because they're the pure metal? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't yeah the price has increased on the. But yeah, that's insane. Um, I picked up a couple of toros. Uh, yeah, another buccaneer, a freebooter. They don't have any. A mangler, three cephalix heavies, a talon, a machine wraith, and a pistol wraith. Wow, you're really going for cephalix. Well, I don't have any, and it's the only faction of Mercs that I don't have any. I do like them. It did did tempt me when it when that came out. I mean, it came out quite slowly and gradually when it first arrived, and I was was tempted by it. But I was kind of went there. I don't need this in my life. I bought a few bits of it. Went nah, I've got enough. Yeah. At the moment, I think one of my one of my Cephalix is pretending to be Mister Clog. Because he's kind of tall and skinny, and it's like, yeah, that'll do. She looks like nothing else, so. Fair enough. I've lost my window for the uh, the hangout, then. That was very weird. Good. Yeah. Um, 
should we do any other business at this point? Because I think we've, uh, we've we've talked to a standstill. What else? We, there's something else we could talk about as well. I can't think. Maybe not. I think we've done it already, haven't we? I think we've yeah, we done it through a lot of areas. So. Yes, we have, yes. Okay. Uh, Benj, any other business? <laughs> Actually, no, not much. Um... You I didn't get the exciting I, life there, Bench. I didn't get to play um, this week, so it's been rain, rain check till next week. So, and that was about it. I'll, I'll have more reporting then. Have you um, had many games recently, War Machine? I've had um, in the past month, maybe two. Uh, played Ret and then played Ret again into Circle CID. Basically, I think um, it hadn't. Uh, it hadn't finished at that point, so or oh, it's in week two. Seems very strong. Seems quite scary. Lots of yeah. options. Circle C, CID is now done. Run the scorn. I think mm. we scorn as well. Yeah. Um, there, there is some contention because there, there have been radical changes. So. Uh, yeah. It looks good. It looks playable. It it makes me look at uh, at circle but again i need to start playing yeah properly before an investment again just so i do book tournaments up it's fine uh well i need to get more games more practice games and i need to actually understand steamroller or see the packet at least and then go from there to to be fair the, the, the tactics of steamroller have not changed be near things to stop people scoring yeah, it's uh, knowing. Well, I just found out uh, during the last game that casters don't, you know, score any extra or no, 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 that dominate's so, gone. Yeah, That's so two years gone now. I'm, I'm sure it has. It's I. I don't. If it was, if it was like a new, if it was like a new change to me too, Ben. Just be honest. No. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the worst one we had at National Masters. Actually, I didn't get to add anything to my silly questions file. <laughs> um, oh yes, yeah, so I keep a record of the dumbest questions I am asked in events. Um, but uh, we were asked during one game, like, "Do casters contest?" Like, How many years has it been since casters contested? No, no, they haven't been no, contested for ages. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was that was a thing. Good. As long as you enjoyed yourself. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll quickly run you through some of the questions from my stupid question file. <laughs> Is spell damage magical? Uh. If I'm slammed into a same size base as myself, do we both move the slam distance? Oh, my God. Okay. Can I reeve if my war beast is destroyed? <laughs> uh... What, 20 feet in the control area? That was one of those questions where I had to sit there and go, um... Where else would you read? Yes. Um, can I use my movement to turn on the spot, and do I take a free strike for it if I'm in melee? Have you left melee? Mm. Uh, here's, here's a good one. Is a throw a push or a slam? <laughs> Is a lemon a grapefruit or an apple? If a spell says model unit, does it affect all members of the unit? No, just one you can see. And 
are attacks against models other than my charge target still charge attacks? Wow. You can see the caliber of question that is sometimes asked. It, I, I, I do these out of fun because, quite frankly, um, some of the players asking these definitely should know better. But in the middle of a tournament, when your brain isn't working, it comes up with stuff like that. I'll be ready. Is that what comes on? Do you come? Is it running? Are you running like Baywatch with the PDF or wherever it is on the screen? No, I, I generally just use my head for rules. Oh, that's a shame. I, I know most of the rule book. Although, oh, actually, speaking of steamroller changes, I did forget that the 30 second um, minimum time turn has gone. Yeah. So, oh, how's it? So you can just go blah, 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 and then pass down. Because the game is now limited to seven turns. Mm. That doesn't matter anymore. Um, okay, that's sidetracked. Any, any more? Any other business bench? No, I have things to think about but uh, and talk about, but no. Maybe okay. I'd have had more if I'd have got another game. Um, I did find the, la- the last game that I played was another one of those converge in the middle kind of things, and it, and it did get quite frustrating but that that it was still a good game the end was a bit yeah but yeah play through the entire steamroller packet you'll find that you're going to change yeah that's what i'll say um okay kurt any other business uh i played some war machine i'm sat here painting uh alchemists i think i already said um second unit and realizing that the first unit wasn't quite finished um I play, I play quite a lot of War Machine. Most weeks I've been playing War Machine. Um, principally against either Armoured Core, Kador, or um, quite a lot of Signal. An occasional Legion. Um, yeah, really enjoying Crucible Guard. Getting lots of games in, playing through the Steam Rail Packet, doing exactly that, exactly that. Rolling a random scenery scenario and going, wait, you played that last week, let's just choose one. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it and finding just so much variety in in Crucible Guard more and more and more. Um, cool. Faction that I wanted to, wanted them to do a long time ago and really enjoying it. Cool. Can't think of how I'd want anything more from it. Um, on other gaming fronts, no, not really. Board games and stuff, but nothing really huge. Uh, enjoying the updates on the Hellboy board game. That okay. started to look really good. Not something I followed. It's been pushed back to March now, but I don't. That's not really a. <laughs> oh, crowdfunded games being pushed back? No, never. Uh, push back a month is one thing. Push back two years is entirely different. Wait, wait, wait. Let me load up Kickstarter's website. I want to see how late some of them are. Um, and the most entertaining Kickstarter that I've seen is Project Elite is relaunching with a whole new Kickstarter after they made a complete pig's ear of it the first time. It's now gone to Cool Money or not, I think it is, and it's uh, they've taken it on and managed to buy the permissions and stuff. So I have no idea what that is. Uh, and think Zombicide, a bit more strategic with Marines versus Aliens. Okay. Um, but it's um, arguably a little bit more... Um, sort of not war machine but um tabletop gaming but on a board it it went quite badly wrong the first time around i own it um i think we have had it out and we did kind of try and play it once and i keep meaning to go back to it 
Um, and I will at some point, I'm sure. But so, um, Super Dungeon Explore Legends. Oh, Legends! Oh my God! So the survey for it was sent to me in November of 2015. <gasps> so I didn't jump on that. The estimated delivery was December 2016. It's still not here. I'm, um, and so, and no sign of it either, is there? Because I, I, I put a dollar into that in the end. I, I wound my, I did back it, and then I recanted and went. You know what? Because I might want to pick it up after the fact. Because if you if you jump on them, especially with with um, with Soda Pop, you can usually buy them afterwards more easily. Yeah. For a dollar, you put a dollar in, it, you're kind of part of it. Therefore, you can buy stuff later. So I did a dollar. So I see the updates, and I'm very very glad I'm not involved with it. Well, um, yeah, it looks like the last update was June 27th, 2018. Yep. It's been a little quiet since then. Uh, There are 28,000 comments. Wow. I'm willing to bet quite a lot of those are... um, Negative. In fact, in fact, I'm reading them. Oh, oh boy. Um, yeah. I did want to. Um, I did want to back uh, Unstable Unicorns, though. I did want to back that, but I couldn't. Unstable Unicorns is interesting. Um, we, yeah, someone brought around the not safe for work version of that. And, okay. I'm not uh, comfortable with some of this. Oh, really? That bad? Ah. Uh, no, I'm not really. But it's like. I'm intending to buy the not not the safe work the original box for um for one of my girls for Christmas. Yeah, but it's, it, it's it's very much a quick fun game. It, yeah. It's, 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 cool. Right. Uh, no, yeah. Any more? Uh, any other business? No, I don't think so. I can make stuff up. I'm sure, but no. How about you? Uh, uh, my any other business is that I have painted my first model in in quite some time this evening. Oh, let's have a look. Um, well, I'll put it up to the camera. You won't be able to see it. There we go. That's Damiano. I like the shading. Look at the lack of focus and light on that. Um, I can't even tell. I thought that was a space marine. I'll be fair. <laughs> um, if, if you want to see it, it's on my Twitter. Have you got um, uh, the new Shade Spire, by the way? No, I haven't. I want to play more Shade Spire, but I have limited time. And the one time where there is a local group that plays Sheds Bar, I am already busy. Um, I would love to play a lot more Sheds Bar. It's just I don't have time. I, to be honest, I could make the argument I don't have time for War Machine, um, but I make time for that. So um, I, I just looked at your picture. But considering that you told me that was about an hour, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, the lighting on it is bad as well. There's more gold on him in real life, but... Uh, oh, I need to check this. That's all that. Yeah. It, no, it doesn't look like a potato, so... It does not... Was, it, indeed, it does not look like a potato. Yeah. He was essentially chipped black undercoat an hour before that. So, Sprayed some six years earlier. Yeah. I just kind of went, okay, coat the entire thing in tin bits, give it a dry brushing of gold. Right, that's a good starting point. Okay, S- Pick out some panels in gold. Pick out, oh. some, pick out the leathers. Put some uh, cloth on the back of his um, greaves because he's got trousers invisible. 
I remember ten bits. Jesus Christ, that stuff goes like treacle. Well, it's not yes. actual tin bits. It's, no. it's game color tinny tin. <laughs> tinny tin tin. Uh, because game color tinny tin is tin bits, which is a fantastic metal. And quite frankly, I was sad the day it went away. Um, it is beautiful for doing like a first coat for gold if you don't want to do brown or something like that. Um, because it's got just enough kind of reflectiveness that you can add gold over the top and make it look a lot better. Or you I've, can add I've taken an entirely different tack with Chris Regard as an I'm spraying gold. Oh, okay. Go from there. Started it with Thousand Suns, and um, it's probably more applicable to Thousand than to to because I quite like the fact you end up with the bits you haven't painted being sort of washed because obviously washed them delts out of it. Gold color, which suits Chris Regard quite nicely. Interesting. I think so. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I did. I, I can't remember. I saw it recently, but I did see someone do a hideously fast speed paint of a model. Um, from white undercoat just using washes and it ended up looking really good wow and it was it, I mean it was it was like a pastel coloured troll okay I just went yeah okay blue wash over the skin uh, different colour wash for the clothes wait a little bit for it to dry and it's like ah oh, Peter got 90% of the model done with just white undercoat and washes that shouldn't be possible but okay so I need to buy some new paintbrushes before I can even attempt to start painting them. They're just oh, gone. Mine are in a terrible state. I mean, the, the one I painted Damiano with, the tip has split horrifically. Um, mm. And because I kind of, I, I sliced my thumb open earlier, I couldn't properly roll it back into shape. Mm. Like, uh, so uh, that, that, that's part of the reason for the jankiness. Although it was very good for painting some bits of I need to paint these two surfaces that are separated by a raised one. This is the perfect brush. I can do this easily. I found my um, my press gang coin when I was um, faffing about on my desk. Oh, wow. I just missed out on the five-year coin. Oh, yeah. That's just a member's first one. Yeah. Now, I have I have two press gang coins, I believe. One is in block switch and one is uh, permanently in my wallet. Um, oh, wow. Purely because I know that there is one PG who uh, occasionally tried to coin check people. So we just, because we don't do that in the UK, um, everyone just started carrying the coin to go, there you go, buy us all a drink. No one else does coin checks, just him. And the only time he's been called on it with all the coins, he's gone, oh, it was only a joke. But yeah, 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 no. <laughs> get, get buying those drinks in, lad. Um... Yes. Anyway, I think that's all we've uh, really got for the evening. So, uh, Kurt, do you want to sign us off? You've been listening to Elite Cadre, the uh, Chris Regard podcast with... Oh, wait a minute. The uh, Wargaming Lots of War Machine Lately podcast doesn't take itself too seriously, unless it's Chris Regard, obviously. I've been Kurt. I've been Mike. I've been Menge. Bye. Bye. Bye, Nick. Bye, Nick. Where's Alex?
You've been listening to Elite Cadre, a War Machine and Hordes podcast. Email us at elitecadrepodcast at gmail.com or find the whole team on Twitter at bit.ly forward slash elitecadre. Music provided by Martin DeBont and Symphony of Spectres. And now, in a world of perfect production and seamless transitions, we bring you the chaos that lurks beneath the surface. These are the Easter eggs. Oh no. Apparently it started. Apparently it's nice. Yeah. Hello internet, we're here. Hello. There's no one there. No, there is. Oh no, the internet's closed. Oh damn. <laughs> yeah, that, that wouldn't be the worst thing. We apologise for the inconvenience. Douglas Allen's response to the internet. <laughs> Something else I've introduced to my eldest. We've been reading Hitchhiker. Oh, nice. She loves it. She doesn't want to read it. I think the words are quite long and she doesn't want to read it on her own. But we've read um, read a rare, fair amount of the first book. I bought it. I bought her a copy because I've got a big omnibus. That's a bit big for, um, well, big for, big for anyone to read, to be honest. Yeah. Sorry, just typing out a tweet on the iPad. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. No? No. Yep. Facebook, stop introducing useless features. Oh, God. It just. I found that I went back to the Twitter app when Tweetcaster was playing up. And, oh, my God. It does the same as Facebook now. It goes. You might want to see this. Well, this is the popular news stuff. I'm like, I don't care. Just give me the stream for crying out loud. It's my social media round for the moment. That's fair. I think I want pink instead, actually. Let's pink. Right. Let's see if it will just like do its 50, 50 thing of maybe posting to. Uh, Twitter? No. Fine. I really hate having to manually cross post. It, it is the devil's own game. It's the devil's own game. You clearly, first world problems. Oh my God, I have to cut and paste stuff. The world's at an end. Yeah. Totally. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm middle class, okay? My greatest concern of today has been remembering what aisle the couscous was in in Tesco. <laughs> Couscous, good, good. That's a good one. Couscous. I mean, you know, is it with the regional cuisine? Is it... That's. Uh, is it not with the rice? Yeah, it's. No, it's uh, kind of past the rice. Um, yeah, and, and I, I thought, it, you know, it's it's during wheat. It's probably near pasta. Nope. Rice, rather than pasta, I would, I would lean, but yes. Um, mistakes were made good maybe we should call this episode silent reading crossed out painting (laughs) reading silent running silent one of those one of those pick one doesn't matter yeah 
right. Yep. Now I've tweeted about that. Do we ask for any topics for today, or do we not? I can't remember. Uh, no, we didn't. Um, I can do a quick talk about nationals because uh, I was there. Uh, yes. And that was a thing. Um, I saw pictures. You've got some more games in. I can. I have. Potentially talk about because I'm, I'm going to like two tournaments fairly soon. Um, but tomorrow I'm taking stuff that's in the champions format because. Warsaw doing a Champions event next month. I saw that as well, yeah. I don't really understand the Champions format. Really? Um, I, I haven't really spent the time to read it. Okay. Well, I can go through that then. That's, that's, that's possible. I think it's, it's limited castings, isn't it? Yes, do that. <laughs> um, right, so we've got Nationals, we've got that uh, you've been playing more games. We can talk about your actually. We can talk about your experiences with uh, double. Well, I'm not sure if I want to talk about that. Oh, 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 oh you give away tech. Yeah. Okay. I could vaguely talk about my my new because uh, I haven't even talked to Andy about it yet. I will talk to Andy about it at some point, but um, I'm like, oh, I quite like that plan. Uh, but maybe I will because who listens to us anyway? Who listens to us? Um, well, apparently we've already got two listeners. So, so Byron and either Matt or uh, I haven't looked at my phone. And either Matt or Richard. <laughs> Actually, YouTube. But this is the thing, right? This version of streaming it doesn't bring up. So, so, so here's a clue: <laughs> Silent Running was a fairly good film. As a DM I've received. Nice. <laughs> so that's one person who's listening to us. I, I wonder if there's an app to have the YouTube chat into here. It's... Right, there's... Hmm. <laughs> I, I've just loaded up the apps for Google Hangouts, right? So we have um, Ring Central, which is for conference calls for businesses. Okay. Hangout Toolbox, which allows you more controls. Oh, good. And, and Uber Conference, which gives you a phone number that people can dial into your... Surely Uber Conference is calling a taxi using... No? No, I thought that. It's not the same Uber. Oh, uh, okay. Understandable mistake. So, so there you go. Mm. Um, oh, this is, this, is, this is just terrible. All right, I'll have to open YouTube. There's no, there's no other choice for it. I might actually try and keep an eye on my DMs. What? I'm a bit, I'm a bit rubbish at that. Painting and talking and watching all at the same time. It can't oh, be done. It can't be done, man. That's really well. Uh, that's really weird as well because it, when I look at YouTube, it's flipped to how it is on my screen. Good. I, yeah. I don't really. It's, how long have you guys been on? Um, not very long at the moment. Uh, we were waiting for a bench, who you may notice has not appeared. So, Disappoint, disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. This week it will just be the terms. <clears throat> There's a theme tune for that. Just the terms. Yeah, I didn't feel like singing that. We'll get a copyright strike. Um. <laughs> I've already been asked what I'm drinking. Thank you. 
No, uh, just rum. Nothing special. I was going to say, for me, it's just, just you know, water. Unfortunately, this evening. It's just rum, but nice rum. Well, yeah, nice rum. I need to be on the road at 6.30, so alcohol probably not the best thing. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it's strange in that um, now we're talking about your Crucible Guard, um, but we've forgotten to talk about your uh, new Albino Trolls. <laughs> we have. We have. When that, what brought that up again recently? I can't remember what it was. Uh, I think you were looking at a troll model somewhere. But I can't remember what the context was. I can't either. I can't remember. I remember the conversation, but I can't remember what was what actually led to it. Yeah. Would that be in your new Albino Trails? Yeah, that would be my new Albino Trails. <laughs> Jesus Christ, how long goes that? Uh, I, again, I can tell you, seven years. Yeah. At least. Because. Well, the, the podcast started in September of 2011. Oh, and they, it was a new thing then, because I spent a lot of time painting those, painting, yeah, white trolls. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so uh, we, we've we've got a, a lot of grounds being covered. In fact, like early episodes, um, FQD is mentioned there. And Golden Troll, episode five, the, the, the worst episode I have ever edited. And then I wrote a six, and then I wrote a five, and then oh, that was the Battle Report podcast, wasn't it? Uh, episode, oh, episode eight was the first SmogCon. Wow. Uh, yeah, episode 11 and 12 were both focused on Steamforged. Ah, oh, I bet. Yeah, there, there we go. Um, episode 18, UK Masters 2012. Okay. Oh, episode 41, Steamroller 2013. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff in here. Including with our most recent episode, episode 93, Benj in Charge. <laughs> I think that was a very popular episode. Well, we'll see how it goes, Benj. <laughs> Did it have its own theme tune? Anything under 800 downloads and you fired. Oh, okay. I'll get my coat. <laughs> uh, I really want to play Men Off. I was actually a bit bummed I had to cancel this. Uh, this week's just been manic. Like, um, too many late nights after work. Somebody wanted to play board games. Uh, I went and played the most frustrating board game I've ever fucking played. Is it called Frustration? Uh, no, it was called, uh, it was called Root... <laughs> Uh, root, and it was pretty fucking terrible. Uh, it, well, it's an interesting concept. Not really worker placement, but kind of meeple thing interactions. Basically, uh, you've got multiple factions. Each one of them is designed differently, so they do different... They do complete... Their turns are completely different from each other. Um... And their interactions with each other are really bizarre and I really I'm not I'm I'm really starting to fall out of love with with the board game cafe when you go with um model of, of trying to play games when you go with people who have been reading about these games who have been you know following them on Kickstarter who've been uh, that's great. They have a clear advantage over a couple of people who are just trying to learn the rules. Really really poorly from people in the shop 
who were supposedly the game gurus. God, don't get me started about those guys. Like, literally. Um, so they explain the two most basic ones to me and my my colleague and then give the other guy who's actually been following the game who knows about it a lot the the most advanced faction and we seem to get just uh, we seem to just get trolleyed basically see that that's interesting because i i come at that from a different point of view what's um, that then I, I am usually the person who is either a read up on a game and knows the mechanics or <laughs> b um gets handed the rule book and told can you explain this to us please um mm-hmm. and I kind of, I don't usually find there's that. Oh, I've read up. I have an advantage. Um, maybe, I'm uh, just bad at, maybe I'm just bad at games. I don't know. It's, well, that's my experience. Yeah. Well, how often do you win after reading these? Oh, not that it's really about winning. It's about trying to actually enjoy the experience. But it feels as soon as we start that we're at a slight disadvantage. I, I must say, it takes me a couple of games to pick up a board game properly and at least um, understand all the interactions. The problem with the board game model is, uh, cafe model is, you play one game and then it's on to the next and you never fucking play that game again. Yeah. Like So, there have been... Pl- uh, actually, that's the same with Power Grid. We played that once and... I would say that there are games where I know if I play them that I'm likely to have an advantage over other players. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for sale, for instance, um, there's, there's, there's two of us I know that basically if we play a game, it will be us two competing for first, and then everyone else will be like a lot lower down. BSG's a little bit like that, isn't it? I think. Uh, oh, oh, BSG's very much, you need to know the rules before you go in. Yeah. Otherwise, you pick up the cards and someone goes, ah, you've read your card for a while, you're a Cylon. Yep. And that's it. That, that's, for me, that entire game is utterly broken because you can do that in the first five minutes. And yep. that's it. That, that's the game done. Yeah. Um, I didn't find BSG too complicated, I must say. No, but if you've if played before and you're playing with people who haven't played before, you've got a real advantage. About oh, okay. Never. Which, is what, which is what you were saying, yeah. Oh, everyone we played with is... Fairly it's been, it's been around. It's been around quite a while, isn't it? Really, yeah. yeah. The example I'm going to give Benj, right, mm-hmm. is those loyalty cards at the start. Yeah. Dealt your first one, and you know that, and unless you've been instructed beforehand, mm-hmm. saying, you know, "Okay, when everyone picks up their cards, look at them for ten seconds, then put them down." If you are the only one reading that card, you are the silo, which means the game is then broken. Yeah. And that, that is, I mean, aside from the fact I have multiple design issues with that game, like the world's tiniest cards. Um, BSG, to be honest, if you want to play BSG, pick up the resistance or. And learn to bluff. Or, or Avalon, and play a version of BSG that takes 25 minutes. And involves no die rolling or wandering about, but has the same interpersonal experience that the SG did you. I overheard a group of people at work talking about resistance, and they were like, oh, it's so difficult. I was just like, what? Really? It depends which side you're on and the group of players you're in. Yeah. Because I know um, that depending how the teams line up, in, certainly amongst like my housemates and a couple of other friends, if two of us are on the same side, we're pretty much okay to win. If we're on opposite sides, we find it very difficult to lie to each other. 
and we there's, there's, there's like there's no tells we can explain, but we can just go, yeah, you lied to me. I know mm-hmm. you lied. So no. Um, and it really depends on what your what the dynamic is for that. So anyway, I I, I need sleep. So are you up on me? Yeah. Yes, I I need to leave the house at six thirty. What's going on at six thirty? He's going to get Cardiff. Yeah, I'm going to fire storm. Oh. Oh. I would be up for that. All these events are all on weekends. I've got children at the moment, so I need to try and either shuffle that around or um or arrange to get a um to get a day swapped or something because we could do. She'll definitely do that if we get it right. Anyway, sure, I'll see. I might try and get to the November one. Cool. Anyway, I'm going to be off. So thank you for Enjoy. listening, people. Um, we shall see you again for our next broadcast, which will be next month sometime. <laughs> That's not very committal.